So what is the, what is the problem? See, the, the, um, someone asked me this morning, what, how's your week been? I said, it's been intense. It's been intense. And it's an intense time of year. It's intense because uh, all the best things about our cluster come out and all the worst things about our cluster come out and all the best things about us come out and all the worst... Th- you know, why is it that you can be this mature, beautiful, amazing adult person to everyone else in the whole world but you hit your family and the worst things in you, in me? We're doing this Advent series on uh, Into the Darkness. Um, acknowledging that the world is broken, we're broken, the systems that we're in are a bit, a bit broken, and we need Jesus. We desperately need Jesus, who is the light into our darkness. I'll show you where this is uh, from John. We'll, we'll do a few of these through this series. But today we're, we're starting in John. Uh, John 1, 5. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness can never extinguish it. So, there are four Gospels, four accounts of Jesus' life on earth, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. Of the four of them, John's account is unique. Matthew, Mark and Luke are what they call the synoptic Gospels. They are narratives from within the narrative. Saying this happened and this happened and this happened and this happened. They're, they're like a, a first person witness of the events that happened. Um, they're nuanced in style and emphases, but you can lay them side by side and kind of get the chronology of events, you know, with some work as they were happening from a first-person perspective. But John, um, John's different. He's writing decades after the events uh, took place and he's writing from a third-person perspective. um, Third-person's perspective. Uh, Like looking back on events and narrating them from outside uh, the events. It's still a first-hand eyewitness account. He was there. He's one of Jesus' three main people, um, Peter, James, and John. He's the John of that trio. Um, But he's writing um, decades later, and he tells us why at the end of his epistle. The disciples, this is what he says, the disciples saw Jesus do many other miraculous signs in addition to the ones recorded in this book. But these are written so that so that what? So that you may continue to believe. That is, that you may entrust yourself to. You may continue to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing in Him, entrusting yourselves to Him in an active, ongoing, participatory way. By, by uh, believing in Him, you will have life by the power of of his name, literally, in him, that you would have life in him. This is John's intent, that we would read this account and choose to begin or renew our current trust in Jesus Christ and so find life in him. Everything in John's account is pointed at this purpose. So when he says the light shines in the darkness, the darkness can never extinguish it, it's so that you would believe in him. So let's have a look at what he means by this light shines in the darkness and the darkness can't extinguish it. Um, uh, so which light uh, what, what's the darkness that shines into why can't it be overcome or extinguished in your translation you might, have, you might have the darkness cannot overcome it or the darkness has not understood it but I don't think that's what it means uh, because in John 12 
They use the same, John uses the same word when Jesus says, walk in the light while you, while you can so the darkness will not overtake you. Same word. So the darkness cannot extinguish it is, I think, a better translation. We'll get to that bit that Jesus says later. The light shines in the darkness. The darkness can never extinguish it. What is the light? We're going to work backwards through this text. Verse 4. The, the word gave life to everything that was created and his life brought light to everyone. His life brought light to everyone. So the light that can't be extinguished is the life brought to everyone by the word who gave life to everything that was created. Verse 3, God created everything through him and nothing was created except through him. So he's not just a creative agent, he's the creator of all things. And verse 2, he existed in the beginning with God. In fact, verse 1, in the beginning the word already existed. The word was with God and the word was God. So this is the way John opens his whole narrative of Jesus' life. He's looking back at Jesus' time on earth. He doesn't talk about wise men or shepherds or stars or babies or um, Jesus as a child or any of those things. He starts here, back right in the beginning where Jesus pre-existed and created everything. Um, he doesn't mention Mary or genealogies, just this God from the beginning. Let's read on, verse 6. Uh, God sent a man, John the Baptist, uh, to tell about the light, this is what Pete was saying before, so that everyone might believe because of his testimony. John himself wasn't the light, he was just a witness to tell about the light, the one who is the true light, who gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. Then verse 14. So the word became human and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness and we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. John's saying, let me tell you about the light and the darkness, the light that the darkness can never extinguish. It's the light from the life of the pre-existent created God. It's the light that's been brought to us all by God becoming human and living among us. Uh, Jesus is the word who became human. Jesus is the light in verse 5 that shines in the darkness. In John 8, Jesus says this. Jesus spoke to the people once more and said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. So what is the darkness? What does it mean to walk in the darkness? Jesus' words again in John 3. God's light came into the world, but people loved the darkness rather uh, more than the light, for the actions were evil. All who do evil hate the light and refuse to go near it for fear their sins will be exposed. But those who do what's right come to the light so others can see that they're doing what God wants. Sometimes we, you hear that and you think, oh, evil deeds are done in darkness. You know, if you're going to steal something, you do it at night where people can't see you. You know, if you've got an addiction and you sneak off um, and you're on your own, in your own room, and you shut the door and you do the, you know, it's darkness. Uh, we think it's about the physical darkness that our physical eyes can't see, but we know, don't we, across the world, that lots of evil deeds are done in broad daylight. And lots of beautiful things are done when we can't see. So this is not about actual darkness that we would see. This is about spiritual darkness of, of selfish, evil motives and desires. This is the darkness that the light shines in. This is the, the evil that hates the light and refuses um, 
to go near it. John's saying, uh, the life of God is the true light. Darkness is all that recoils from that light and hides and scorns and hates and fears that light. When I keep thoughts and actions and motives and desires away from the light of God. Uh, God's here, but these desires and thoughts and actions are my own <laughs> and I don't want them exposed to the light. I don't know if you've experienced that in your life or if you are experiencing that in your life. Like, ah, get that light away from me. Why do we fear the life of God? The true light that brings light to all people. Why do we fear this? Why do we hate this? Why do we, why do I, why do I do this? Oh, hey God, um, yep, like I love the things that you do and let me tell you about this thing I know and I learned this thing from the Bible and I'm like hanging with my friends and, and all that and oh no, no, this bit, this bit here, that's just mine. You don't need, I don't need you to, like I don't want to, you know, why do we do that? Why do we just kind of like, no, I'm good, everything's good, everything's good, um, God, everything's good, everyone, I'm not touching that. Why do, we, why do we fear the light? Why do we avoid it? Why do we hate it? Uh, is it shame? Like, look what I've done, look who I am. I've got this bit in my life has got to go to a dark place. Nobody can see that. Or, or maybe it's just suspicion and confusion. I don't understand this light. I don't know this light. I don't, God, I don't know if, I'd, like, I don't trust you. I don't even know what this is. None of that surprises God because he knows we're in darkness. And we're trying to, on our own to make it work for ourselves and we hide our shame and we're confused about who we are and he knows all that. That's why he sent the light. I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you'll have the light that leads to life. You'll have forgiveness. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins. Um, in our life group uh, this week, we were talking about the, the completeness of forgiveness that you can go, God, I've said sorry for the same thing more often than I've said sorry for any other one thing. And God forgives me completely every time, every single time, like completely, you'll have forgiveness. Um, and freedom from shame. Um, all of our sins, everything that could be counted against us is nailed to the cross in Colossians. And you'll learn more about who you actually are. I'll get to that uh, in this bit. I used to think, and people would still think, if I become a Christian, I'm going to turn into some other person. Like, if you watch The Simpsons, you think, I don't want to be Ned Flanders. That's not, and that's what people think the Christians are, these weird people. So you think, I'm me, and I like me, and this is good to be me, or even if I don't, at least I know me, and I feel like I don't want to be different than I am. But you know what light illuminates? What, is, what does light do? Light doesn't create like someone, light just reveals them. So what does the light do into our hearts? What does it expose? You. Unique you. Beautiful you. The you that God made. The you that God loves. The you that God wants. The person that you are supposed to be. You walk in with all the things you've done wrong. God, here they are, I'm sorry. And God goes, I'll take those 
Welcome to the light, child. You walk in with all your shame and you go, this is who I am. And God goes, no, let me take that. Look into my eyes, child. Let me tell you who you are. You're accepted. You're loved. You're valued beyond measure. You're with me. You belong in our family. You walk in with all your confusion and suspicion and God goes, let me awaken you to who I made you to be. You never have to earn anything. You just have to trust me as I help you operate out of who you already are. We might fear the light, but all there is there is life. Jesus said in John 12, I've come as a light to shine in this dark world so that all who put their trust in me will no longer remain in the dark. There's darkness in our cluster. There's darkness in my family and in your family. There's darkness around me this Christmas. It's an intense time. I can feel it. This week, I have walked into darkness across our church family and across um, people who are connected to our church family and in my own family. You feel this darkness, this dysfunction, this pain, this... this um, unforgiveness, this anger, this shame, um, this resentment, this division between people. It's darkness. And I can't control that darkness because that's somebody else. I pray for them. I plead for them. And don't we? We plead for our family. Please, God, Jesus, can you bring light into that person's life? Can you help them to forgive? Can you help them to accept can you help them to be selfless and to care about other people? Like we can pray for that, but we can't control that. What can we control? What's the only thing we can control? Me, my heart. My heart this Christmas. Imagine if I could walk into every environment that I'm in in this season and bring light. Imagine if in every encounter I had with somebody, they got light instead of darkness. What if they expected like me to, to condemn them and I didn't? What if they expected me to hold that grudge and I didn't? What if they expected me to be selfish and I wasn't? What if it was light? Even in all of this darkness, what if it was light? Jesus said, I've come as a light to shine into this dark world so that all who put their trust in me will no longer remain in the dark. All of the light comes through human hearts. It's not a magical thing that kind of shines outside of us and just, you know, like you go, God, illuminate this thing and then this external force kind of just drops light on there. No, it's the behaviours and the attitudes of people who trust Jesus Christ and whose desires move because Jesus shifts their desires. And that's you. Jesus wants to do that in you in your family, in your life. It's tempting to go, oh, if only they, how come that's not? But this Christmas, let's be people who go, I'm going to be the light because I'm going to trust Jesus. My light will shine for you just a little while longer, Jesus said. Walk in the light while you can so the darkness will not overtake you. Those who walk in the darkness can't see where they're going. Put your trust in the light while there's still time and you'll become children of the light. Um, 
I've seen this week, I've seen people who are in darkness find light and be changed like that. Because they trusted Jesus. And he will do this in your life if you trust him. So I plead with you and I pray for you that you would be children, that I would be a child of the light and that I would trust Jesus in my spaces um, this Christmas, in this season. Let's pray together. Our Father, we know, we know that you want us to experience this life from you. We know that you want us to know who we are in you. You want to reveal to us all that you've created us to be. You want to shift us so we want all the things that you want. You want us to have peace and harmony and um, selfless love to be able to give and pour out to people around us. That's what you want for us, God. So I pray that you break through in our hearts and help us to trust you. I pray that we release all of our unforgiveness and, and you help us to trust you. I pray that you, um, instead of just looking at ourselves and thinking this is who I am, that we look into your eyes and hear your view of us and, and trust you, God. Break into our darkness and show us your light, we ask. In Jesus' name, amen.